This is the Edwin Lee Raymer Show with your host, Ed Raymer, on your good neighbor station, News Radio, WGNS Murfreesboro. And that's a little stiff upper lip for you from ACDC. This is the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. I'm Ed Raymer, your host. And the show's produced at the studios, WGNS AM. 1450 and 100.5, 101.9 FM, right here in the heart of the great volunteer state. And Tiffany, i got to get this thing turned up. I can't hear myself. But anyway, there we go. Uh, and uh, you can reach us tonight uh, with your questions, comments, or thoughts at 615-893-1450. That's 615-893-1450. Now, you can also send us a text at that number. And our producer, Miss Tiffany's on the board tonight, and we'll be glad to read it over there. She'll get it to me or Michelle, write it down, and us. For those of you who do not wish to be heard live on the air, now, you can also listen to us via Facebook. We're there live now at News Radio WGNS. I think that's the site where we are live. Tiffany, is that right? We're at News Radio WGNS. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. News Radio WGNS. And we're, we're still... <laughs> Uh, we're still getting used to this, folks, so bear with us. But it's news radio. You can watch us live on YouTube. And um, we are no longer on Facebook Live. And, of course, you can always listen on the Internet at WGNSRadio.com. That's WGNSRadio.com. Scroll over on the podcast. You can hear all, Lord, I don't know how many shows I've got now, but it's been 10 years worth every weekend, so figure it up. It's got to be around 450, 500 shows. That adds up. And this lady that's with me tonight has been there for, just about every one of those. <laughs> well, I haven't been there on this show. <laughs> Michelle Hauser is our guest tonight. And I'll tell you what, you can take WGNS app with you. Take it with you. Download it on your phone. Take WGNS with you. Go wherever you, wherever you go and listen whenever you wish. And support Miss uh, Angela Bingham. And our previous broadcast was here. These folks do this live. And they're doing a great job. Angela's been on air about five years now. And just a fine person. Her and the Bingham sisters have been singing gospel music since they were, were little lasses. I'm telling you. Uh, Michelle, how are you? How are you? I hear you had a nice dinner tonight before you came in. I did. That husband treats you husband. pretty. That husband treats you pretty good, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He pre- he treats me pretty good. He fixed us some steak tonight on the grill, and then I made some baked potatoes and Brussels sprouts and. Oh yum. man, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. And you can still get good vegetables are good right now. Johnny's been up to the square lots of times. Finally, to finally this summer to get a tomato without a hard white core in it was such a, you know, I mean, during the winter, fall and winter. You don't grow your own stuff? Well, we do. We do. But, I mean, some of those guys, hey, we can't. She can 24 half, 24 pints of tomatoes. Ooh, that is a lot of tomatoes. Yes. And we used our first, I made up some spaghetti sauce last week. I have to get a hold of that. Yeah. Tiffany, I've got a friend already here. Uh, <laughs> Don't take long. Tiffany's like, let me give you my address. (laughs) I would imagine we'll be falling home, Michelle, between steaks and and spaghetti sauce and good chili. Yeah. My my chili did win an award once. It did. And um, um, uh, Joni asked one of the judges, said, you want me to tell you what he's got in? He said, no, sure don't. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle, if you'll move in on your mic a little closer, we'd appreciate it. Or pull it toward you, whatever. All Um, right. What have you been up to? Now, now tell everybody where you are now in your 
career or, or what you're doing, please, because I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Sure. Thank you, Ed. Um, so I have started my 17th year of private practice uh, here in Rutherford County. I do mostly family law now. In the past, I've done other things, uh, such as criminal defense and some employment, etc. But now my most most of my fo- focus is on family law. Uh, my office is located over at the Fountains, uh, 1500 um, Medical Center Parkway, and the studio's at the Fountains, and we love it there. And, um, yeah, we're just traveling all these different counties and being out there and trying to represent people in their family law issues. Fountains is a beautiful place over there. Oh. It's beautiful, really. Is. I never thought we'd ever have anything like that. You know? Oh, and, you know, they, they're getting ready to build Phase 2. Right, and that's going to include, is that the amphitheater they're going to put over there? No, the amphitheater's across the street. The oh, across phase, the street. Yeah, I mean, you are, say in that area. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. by the fire hall, yes. I believe. Okay. And then phase two is actually more offices that are coming and condos. Right. Man, it just keeps going on, doesn't it? Sure does. Wow. I okay. live over there. Well, that's the reason they're coming then, all right? Okay. Well, my, people might have a problem with my three hounds, you know, hollering all night long. But <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, ladies. Okay. Michelle House is going to be with us for the balance of the hour. And I asked her to come up here. Thank you for doing this again. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Always happy to I come up here and spend some time with you. Yeah. No, I, I really do because we're going to be talking tonight about our former president's legal issues okay talking about trump of course and so many of you have written back thank you so much i'm I'm not going to start naming anything but i will name one larry thank you i appreciate you i think i hope jeff neal's listening because jeff we're going to talk about your favorite president donald trump here in a minute and uh (laughs) hello Stu. hello left how you doing and um we're glad to be here with you and um I, I want to thank each of you, and I never do this. I always thank our sponsors, of course, obviously. But all of you that listen, and so many of you that listen, and I run into you up and down the road through the week, uh, meetings and things, thank you for your support. Okay, I want you to know it's not taken for granted. We appreciate every single one of you. Thank you very much. And, of course, our sponsors. All right, now, Tiffany, and Tiffany, this is her first week, so get bear with her, folks. She's getting used to me, and that takes a little doing, as my wife of 41 years would tell you. <laughs> She's not used to me yet some days, but uh, I'm going to go. We're going to go to our first series of breaks, but I want to do this one. I'll do this one. This is our first. This is a new sponsor we've got. Keep it running. Heating and air. And if your family's looking for a local family owned and heating and cooling company, introduce you to Joe at Keep It Running Heating and Cooling. Now, he's got over 12 years' experience in this field. He and his company, Keep It Running, are located right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, right here in Rutherford County. They're fully licensed and insured and available 24 hours, seven days a week. Got an entire bunch of that ready to go for you to help you and your family with all your heating and cooling needs. So if you're looking for a company you can trust, call Joe today at 615-962-2397. That's 615-962-2397. And you can visit their website at www.keepitrunningheatingandcooling.com. And you can catch them on Facebook as well. Wonderful folks. We're glad to have them with us. Thank you for your sponsorship. Tiffany, who takes our first series of breaks. Would appreciate it. Michelle Houser's agreed to join me. Ed Raymer for the Edmund Lee Raymer Show. Back with you right after this. Stay with us. At Johns Hopkins, I'm Elizabeth Tracy. 
If you've been diagnosed with a skin cancer melanoma, treatment may involve taking a look at your lymph nodes near the cancer to assess spread, called a sentinel node biopsy. Used to be that if cancer was found there, all the lymph nodes would be removed, but that risks a condition called lymphedema, where swelling of the extremity develops. William Nelson, director of the Kimmel Cancer Center at Johns Hopkins, says a new study shows that 80% of people who didn't have the lymph nodes removed did just fine. What this suggests is that the majority of folks get the sentinel node biopsy, even if it's positive. If they have otherwise favorable risk factors, you can say we can just watch you and do so safely. This is before the widespread use of some of the more modern adjuvant therapies, the immunotherapies and other things, which give generally much more favorable outcomes anyway. So I have a feeling what's going to happen with this. It's going to be more and more people just get the sentinel lymph node biopsy and not get a completed lymph node dissection. At Johns Hopkins, I'm Elizabeth Tracy. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murphy Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Mullins Jewelers, 352 West Murphy Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Hello everyone, it's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run, or if you need someone full-fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's piofmt.com. Hey, this is Ed, everybody. want to tell you about a sponsor of ours. We've got Complete Yard Care. Their slogan is, we do it all. Low-maintenance landscape design, retaining walls, tree removal, stump grinding, lawns cut mulching, landscaping. Now, you can reach them at 615-785-0384. Or you can look them up on the web at completeyardcaretn.com. They have a five-star ranking on Google. That's Complete Yard Care. We do it all. All right, and we are back. Thank you, Tiffany. And uh, Michelle Hauser is our guest tonight. And uh, we're just talking to Tiffany during the break, getting to know her. And, uh, okay, Michelle, you're wanting to run for this judge job. Will you tell us what is – is this a judge per se? Is a magistrate? What's the official title? I've never known. Judge Rogers is going to be stepping down. That's right. Judge Rogers retires on September 1st. Who you worked for for a number, few years. Three and a half years. Right. He was um, one of my mentors. Right. Um, And Judge Rogers will be stepping down on September the 1st. Uh, That is short of his eight-year term. So, and when that occurs in the state of Tennessee, then the, um, the appointment process kicks in. 
So at that point in time, the Trial Vacancy Commission um, ultimately opens up the position and individuals that are interested can make application. You have to be a resident of Rutherford County for at least a year, Rutherford or Cannon County for at least a year. The jurisdictional district. That's correct. Which we are the 16th, I believe. If I'm That's correct. Right. We're the okay. 16th judicial district, and this will be for Circuit Court Judge Part 1. Right. Um, we have five candidates that have applied this time. Um Four, including myself. Right. Or five, okay. including myself, I should say. Right. Um, and we are meeting on Wednesday with the Trial Vacancy Commission. They okay. will interview all of the candidates, and then they can make a recommendation of up to three individuals out of that group that will go to the governor. Um, after the recommendations are made, then they have to go through TBI background checks. And after the background checks, then you meet with the governor, and then the governor makes his decision. Pretty well routine. Yes. Right. And then typically what would happen, um, and, and I recently found this out by from Alan Farley. He kind of helped educate me recently. Sure, Alan's good at that. Yeah, he helped educate me that um, typically in if this were to, if this position were to go into primary, that primary would be held in March. However, based, in order for the primary to take place, the county has to give the state election commission notice within 180 days of that primary that they wish to include that on the ballot. Unfortunately, Judge Rogers' announcement was outside that 180 days. Right. So there will okay. not be a primary. The way I understand it today, there will not be a primary in March for this particular position, and that I believe that they are anticipating that they will call a caucus to do to determine who is going to run in this position in august now explain to me because i don't know what is it it's a caucus what is that well that's a really good question because i've had to educate myself on that as well because it's oh, okay. very rare i mean it's, right. it's rare here in the state of tennessee but it's typically when the delegation of each party gets together and they can ultimately decide who is going to be their nominee that will run in the general the next general election even though you may already have been named by the governor correct that i don't get it I, well you know ed i didn't say it made sense i just <laughs> i mean it just is yeah. part of the okay. process so. right understood okay <laughs> All right. Well, good luck to you. You know we're behind you, you here all the way. Thank and you. Uh, yeah, I think we have a caller on the line. Miss Stephanie, if you'll put the caller on. Caller, go ahead. You're on the air live. Yes, uh, this, this is uh, uh, this is uh, Mr. Jeff Trump, Donald Trump's brother. Hey, hey, it's Donald's son, Jeff. Yeah, we need to talk about my father. Like, what are you doing? You can stop at you. I'll get the, I'll get the CIA on you. <laughs> I'm telling hey, you. Hey, 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 Mr. Ram, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Doing fine. Say hello, hello to Michelle. Michelle, Hi. how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I just want to say a couple, couple quick things. I don't know if you heard about this or not, but the, uh, you know, you remember the ordinance they passed the, uh, the ordinance, the uh, public ordinance about the banning things, remember that? Right. Yeah. The, um, uh, the decency well, thing well, on well, the books well, on the well, shelf. Please well, see the man if you come in, take books out of the library. Remember that? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which ones now? They're going to ban. It's, it's called their book. Their young adult books. It's called Let's Talk About It. And this book is gay. That's the name of the book. Me and Michelle will be reading them before before the week's over. 
didn't say what time he said. It, you know. I didn't give it time to Monday. And also, Emily, I'm sure you saw the uh, the, uh, the offensive signs at the government parents put up during that special session. Yes, and our own attorney general said that uh, couldn't ban those. Yeah. You believe that? Hold oh, yeah, I believe just about anything nowadays. Hold up a sign get kicked out. You believe that? Just hold up a sign got kicked out of the legislature. I, can't, I, I never believed that anybody kicked out of the, the state capitol. I, I never, never believed that in my life. Yeah, and the signs were not vulgar or anything of that nature. I mean, no, you know. Talk about gun control. They, 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 they right. probably couldn't. They probably, half of them probably couldn't even read it. Probably couldn't even read what's going on. <laughs> I, I, I think I read an article. I think I read an article that um, Speaker Sexton and the House has ultimately decided that they are going to allow those signs. Sure. So, yeah, I, mean, the, I think that's the Attorney General said they were perfectly legal. The Attorney General said they were perfectly legal. Yeah. But now they haven't done a few days this week. They're going to do. I don't know the one guy that has the gun safe. So he's gonna make a mint. They they they're trying to pass a bill with the when you buy a gun safe, it's sales tax free for life. So you buy that fifteen. I mean, you have fifteen guns. Well, you know, Jeff, what can I say? That's important legislation. I don't know. I go to crash. Hold up, now I got I got to get my gun. Hold on, my gun. Before I fight you, hold on. I get my gun out of the safe. What's your combination? All right, Jeff. Jeff Neal. Have a good weekend, Lee. Enjoy your show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. A good supporter of this broadcast, Jeff Neal. Yeah, Michelle, that gun safe thing. I don't know about you. I buy a new gun safe every every week or two. <laughs> Never mind. No comment. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> All right. And that was our caller. We've got that taken care of. Thank you, Miss Tiffany. Appreciate it. And um, okay. Let me ask you, uh, we were talking outside before you came in. Jack Smith is no stranger to you that's handling the Trump case. He is not. And unbeknownst to me, he's not any stranger to me. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. For those of you who I may not. I didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah. Um, tell the people what happened. Because we had our former sheriff, not not Sheriff Fitzhugh, but our former sheriff. Yes, Sheriff Robert Arnold. Um, he was charged for various offenses while in office. Um, and me, along with my two law partners, Chris Oliver and uh, Jimmy Turner, who is now also a circuit judge. Yes, he is. Here in town, we filed an ouster suit to get Sheriff Arnold removed from office as a result of the uh, charges that he ultimately pled to um, while he was in office. Correct. Um, one of the individuals that I was working with, because this took a collaborative effort to get this accomplished, but right. the main individual that I was working with at the uh, federal level was Jack Smith. Um, he was the lead prosecutor against Sheriff Arnold, and so he and I worked closely together to make sure that... Right. I was doing all the things correctly that wouldn't mess up their prosecution, and they just, I ultimately was able to assist them on some of the things that they needed. So, 
So you met with this man on occasion or two, and by telephone mostly, but I, phone, I did sure. I did meet yeah. with him once in person. So, and, but he's a very matter of fact guy. You can tell by his press conferences. I mean, if he goes two minutes, he's he's way over. Yes, I mean, he's he's very down to earth and right. very to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my conversations with him on the telephone were, you know, Michelle, you know what you need to do. We've already gone over this, sure. and um, you right. know, if you need me, call me. But he said, I have full faith that you understand what you can and can't do in this case. So and this, said, is yes, the, this is the one that I served for you. I think he was a federal prison. Was it Litchfield, Kentucky? I think I forget. that's right. I uh, think it's right. I don't, I don't know. I think that's right. Yeah. And man, was he surprised to see me. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember what you told me the night I left. You cut Because, folks, this was a case that uh, everyone had an inkling was coming. Bless Larry Flowers. Bless his heart. He mm-hmm. was that day. And it was close to 5 o'clock, which was rare for you. Uh, yes. And we served some, some papers over the years at the last minute. That'll happen. That will happen. But this one, can you come up here? And I happen to be right here in this vicinity. I think I'm sure I'll be right there. And I thought, you know, what's going on? She's kind of a little late. Normally a quarter to 5, 10 to 5. Y'all be heading out the door. You know, exactly. after a long, hard day, typical hard day at the, at the loft. You know, it gets hectic up there. And... So I go in, and the first thing I think it's Jimmy did, or it may have been Chris, I think it was Jimmy, was lock the door behind me. And I said, oh, God. I mean, I, I, thought, I thought I was getting ready to get raked over the cold. You know, <laughs> what, what have I done? This I, is Ed's you know, end. Ed's end. This is it, you know. And, uh, you know, you had your, your papers ready to go, and uh, this suit was an ouster suit, I believe, brought forth by citizens of the community. Yes, 13 very brave people of this right? community brought forward this lawsuit. Um, that they and the did. reason I say that, that, because what a lot of people don't understand is that those individuals stood up for what was right right in the face mm-hmm. of that in the event we had not been successful they could have been responsible personally for the attorney's fees of mr arnold right right and, and that's a pretty scary thing when you know how much some of these big time lawyers and that right charge. yeah and at that time with all fairness to jack smith he was living and his wife were living in natural there as i've so. read they are currently trying to sell their house there which uh I'm sure shouldn't be much of a problem in this market, but uh, who knows? But they were they'll probably get four hundred thousand dollars over asking price. <laughs> probably, you know? Yeah, more than likely at this rate. And uh, but that is a rare. That, that is rare. I had no idea. Had no idea. I and, didn't either, because in fact, I, I'll admit sometimes I don't read the news as as often as I probably should, because well, it's just sometimes better for sure. the health. Right. Yeah. Um. But Saturday morning, it was Saturday morning a couple of weeks ago. I just happened to start reading the news and right i saw it saw the picture and i was like wow that looks an awful lot like I the know. jack smith i work i thought surely not that's not the same human and then i went back and i researched and i was like oh that is the same human well good for him <laughs> well i found out about it by an article believe it or not in the daily news journal yeah i i, I had no idea you know i of course I'll tell you, of course, Jack Smith, he he plays, he flies below the radar. I mean, he's he very not, business. He's yeah, very business and yeah, matter of fact. I mean, I wouldn't want him. Well, I don't need any of y'all after me. <laughs> 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 but, 
I certainly, no offense, but but I sure wouldn't want him. You know, yeah. I mean, he's so, brr. I mean, me and you can cut up and go back and forth. But this guy seems like he is a no-nonsense type guy. He and, very much is. Yeah. He very much and, is. And, he, and I mean, and there's a reason that he was assigned to that project because right. he is meticulous. He knows what he's doing. At least that was my experience with him. Um, yeah. Very professional. And he knows his rules. He knows his laws. So I'm sure he's doing the very best he possibly can. I well, don't doubt that. Bless your heart, because when I left, you and Jimmy told me, said, <laughs> because I had these documents in my in my possession at that time, and said, now Larry Flowers, and bless Larry's heart, he was just doing his job. He, he was, was Channel 2 at the time. He's with the police department now. Correct. And said, he has been all over this place all day long, <laughs> said he's looking for something. <laughs> Said, so if he stops you, don't even say hello. You just get That's what we told up. you. Just, what just she keep told me. on walking. She said, just keep on walking. <laughs> Which, that could have been worse than anything. I could have talked about the weather or whatever, but um, luckily he didn't. And uh, the next day, I think, was Friday, I think. And I I, I want to say it was federal prison in Litchfield, I believe. I believe that's and, correct. I yeah. think that's where he was And uh, U.S. Marshals escorted me in. Do you know they never searched me? I guess they just looked at me and thought, this poor guy, he, he ain't got enough money to only go. <laughs> What do you mean Which they I never didn't. searched you, Ed? Huh? What do you mean they never searched you? They never you? asked me. They No, they never looked at me at all. I walked right in, you know. I did didn't you go through a metal detector or anything I like that? I don't know if I did or not. I'm sure I did, I guess. You were probably I, so daggone scared you don't remember. No, no, no. I was not. <laughs> if anything, it was one of the easiest I ever did because I knew this poor guy's had. I mean, he's he's here. You know, that was, no, I had no problem with yeah, that. And one of the easiest services is, you know, well, usually in our did, institutions yeah. because you know they're there. <laughs> yeah, he's there and he's got to accept this. So, mm -hmm. uh, and bless his heart when I walked in, he looked at me and said, I know you. I said, uh -huh, yeah, I know you too. And I said, I got some mail for you. Mm -hmm. And bless his heart, he was at that time in a meeting with his attorney in Nashville via video, the mm -hmm. teleconference. Okay. All right. Enough of that. What kind of, you know, and you and I have talked, and this is the reason I wanted you up here. Um, Trump's in a lot of 90, 90 plus charges. Correct. I for think a it's former 90 president, ninety one, I believe. Ninety or ninety one felony. Ninety ninety one felony charges. How much trouble's he in? I mean, seriously. I mean, well, I mean, in your opinion, ladies and gentlemen, this is Michelle's opinion. It's you know, it's opinion, okay. But but she's been in this game a while. Go ahead. Well, of course, I don't do criminal law. And right, so right. that was something I did early on in my career. I really right. don't, I really haven't dabbled in it at all um, since probably at least 13 years ago, something like that. So I'm not really certain about what the um, elements are of each of the offenses. But I can say this, and I think this is very important for people to understand, that everybody in this country who is charged with a crime is innocent until proven guilty exactly and entitled to a fair and legal and, trial yes and entitled to a fair and legal trial right. so until that time i mean we need to leave it up to the juror, jurors of his peers right. that are ultimately going to make those decisions based upon the evidence um and you know i was trying to explain this to my family recently i said listen you have to understand about prosecutors that sometimes they may not prosecute a case or not take it fully to trial. And it's not because they don't have evidence against this right. person or it's not because maybe they think this person did it. Exactly. But, you know, you have to prove every single element beyond a reasonable beyond doubt. Beyond a reasonable doubt. And that's a very high burden to prove. And sometimes prosecutors realize that they cannot get to that 
that level. They might get to a clear and convincing evidence, which is right. just under the um, beyond a reasonable doubt. They may think they could get to, you know, um, a preponderance of the evidence, but that's not going to get them a conviction. Sure. So, right. um, you know, as far as is how much trouble he's in, I'm going to be honest, I'm not certain because I don't know the evidence. Sure. Well, we don't. Mm-hmm. We don't. But, you know, that's the thing that they kept telling the thing that got me about this entire situation. One is a phone call to the state of Georgia. Okay, so we're and, talking about the ones that were out of Georgia. Out of Georgia okay. in this particular case, okay? okay. Uh-huh. The phone call to Georgia. That's him. There it is. Most people would say, hey, case closed, cut and dried, that's it. Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. And i tell you what's scary to me, Ed, is that if anybody has been doing any type of um, investigation or watching as far as AI or artificial intelligence, right? Yeah, I, I think that's going to make the job of the judiciary even harder going forward because you're not going to know what's real and what's fake. There was a thing on 60 Minutes just tonight where they stole a girl's identity intentionally to do it for, mm-hmm. for, for the broadcast. And her voice, it sounded just like her. And they had recorded her. She was one of the reporters for 60 Minutes. And they had recorded sound bites of her off the air. And, I mean, you know, this was on credit. This was on scams for, right. for during during COVID when all this started. Correct. People taken to the tune. One lady taken to the tune of $800,000. This is not, I mean... Uh, of course, I know you and Eric. I mean, my wife and I, we don't give any money over, you know, you know, get no. no nothing over the phone, you know. You got one of, you know, somebody calls, you got one of our kids and you're going to keep him, you're going to need $5,000 in a brown paper bag. Hang on a minute. We're going to pick up the phone call. <laughs> Say, heck, hell, I'll, heck, I'll pay it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, I'm yeah. kidding. I love my children uh, more than anything. Oh, yeah, but, but, but you know what I'm saying. This yes. thing is, is getting... This AI thing is totally... It's well, it's frightening. It's, it's frightening, frightening I because, I mean, you know, when you start thinking about evidence in a court of law, how is it that we in the judiciary and in the judicial branch are going to be able to determine what's real and what isn't? Right. Yeah. And that is... Um, that's really a frightening thing, you know. I think on a lot of on a lot of levels. I mean, certainly that phone call that I think have been has been played on the news. I don't know. Again, I'm one of the worst when it comes to watching the news. Um, it just does nothing for my health or my blood pressure. <laughs> so True. I just don't watch it that mm-hmm. often. But um, I mean, I would I would say is that you know it does sound like him on that phone call, but. With AI and all the technology there is today, who knows? I know. Yeah. Who knows? And that can be used as a defense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, and then the other area was in, uh, and I believe this applied to Georgia, was the president's own attorney, Cipollone, in meetings, uh, White House attorney exclusively for the president, and he kept telling them, well, you know, he and they said, "Well, he won the election." Okay, where is your evidence? And they said, "What do you mean? Where is your evidence?" That's all he asked. Well, if you don't know, then I'm not. I don't. You know, I shouldn't have to tell. You. <laughs> Come on, you're going to ask me where's your evidence? They have to come in and say somebody stole my, somebody stole my, my, my wristwatch, whatever. You know, 
where's your evidence? I mean, what, what, give us a, you know, well, if I have to tell you, you're an attorney. If you don't know this, if you don't trust me, well, that's wonderful. We've got trust, but that doesn't, that doesn't seal the deal. Well, that's why lawyers are there to ask the hard questions. Sure. We're yeah. there to where's tell your people, evidence? We have to tell people what they, what they need to hear, not necessarily what they want to hear. Sure. In order for them to make decent decisions. So, sure. I mean, I can understand, you know, his attorney's point of view and saying, hey, listen, we can't just go out here and say this. We have to have the evidence to back that up. I say that to my clients all the time. Every, you know, I, say, I know you, you do. You yeah. can't go into a court of law and sit there and say, oh, well, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, is going on and you right. don't have any evidence of it. Right. That, that does not make evidence. Just going in and no. saying it, it does not make it so. Now, another avenue I want to get to, and we've talked about, and you know this, whether I, regardless of what I've done in, in my life, PI work, whatever it may be, I always had respect for, for the law, the institution of, of the law. And, you know, that's, you know, I, you, you've heard all the lawyer jokes, you know, um, when you start feeling sorry for lawyers, that's when you've lost it and all that, mm-hmm. you know. We've all laughed at those. But where we and you, me and you come from, when you walk into that courtroom, the judge is the boss. Correct. It's just such simple. It's not you. It's not your client. It, it's the judge is the boss. That's correct. And they'll work with you as best some of them can. But if you don't have enough respect for the court itself, and Trump seems to have no respect for anything. I mean... I mean, he's got this judge, this lady, uh, Chutkin, in New York, or maybe it's Washington, I don't know, and say, you know, hey, keep talking. We'll go to trial tomorrow. Now, she has the authority to do that, right? Oh, yes. I mean, that's the one thing about judges. They do have control over their schedules um, to an extent. Now, I mean, we have to make sure, again, that everyone gets a fair trial. And in doing that doesn't mean that we just railroad over someone's rights and their ability to form a defense. We can't do that. Um, sure. However, certainly a judge has control over their schedule. I can't tell you how many times I've sat in a court of law and I've heard a judge say, you know, well, you know, all right, that's fine. You want a quick trial? How about next week? And right. the look over a lawyer's face is like, what do you mean next week? I mean, I didn't mean right. that quick. <laughs> They're expecting 90 days, 60 days, something like that. Something, at least that. Well, yes. I am convinced that this this Willis lady, Fonnie Willis, uh, uh, DA in um, uh, Georgia, down at Fulton County, Atlanta. Yes, yes. I think she'd be ready to go to trial tomorrow. She I seems mean, to be. She I seems mean, to be prepared. She's ready. I mean, she seems to be. And, and there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of thought out there that she'll be the first one to try her case. I don't know. I've heard that too. Yeah. I, you know, who I knows? I don't know. But I've, yeah. heard a, I've heard a lot of the pundits say, and again, everybody has opinions, sure. you know, um, but I've heard a lot of the pundits say that they really think that the person or, or that the case that really has the most teeth in it is the one with the classified documents. Right. So we will see. I've I never seen so many classified documents in my life. Boxes of them. I, see, I haven't even seen that. See, you isn't that awful? Se- you haven't seen that? Isn't that horrible? I mean, I just don't no. pay attention to the news that I much. I had awful. wondered, you know, when this all started, they were at uh, his country club, the Mar a Largo. Okay. Correct. In Florida. Uh, you know, I, I stayed there several times. <clears throat> and. <laughs> They wouldn't let me on. There's a good thing there is not lightning in the area. <laughs> Ed would but be a dead man. I, you know, the first day they say you don't get all the facts up front from your Secret Service, and all, which mm-hmm. is by design. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And there was a semi-trailer out there, out there parked in the in the, on, on the premises. I thought, really? Well, well, yeah, it was a semi. It was a tractor trailer. I thought, well, we're being a little melodramatic, aren't we? I mean, parking a semi. After I saw the pictures of these boxes of documents, I mean, they had to put them on pallets. I mean, really? Oh no, they were everywhere. Have you seen them? Have you seen them? I have not, not seen any. Of no, this the pictures of they were in restrooms and everything else. Boxes. I'm talking about you know the paper boxes. Well, you right. printing paper boxes of these things. So how many boxes, Ed? Would you say? Oh, I don't if know you, they, if you were just to take an estimate. How many boxes would you say were in this picture? I would say, well, the different pictures add together probably. I, I, and I'm just throwing 150 to 200. That's a lot of paper. That's a lot of paper. Now, the former president said, well, there's, I mean, there's some of my clothing in there. There's golf shoes. There's, <laughs> come Who on. Who I been? I, come on, man. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if, if he packs any way that I pack, um, you know, Lord knows what they'll find in those boxes. <laughs> You know, okay. <laughs> when I moved my offices, I thought, my word, what oh, was man. I doing? Yeah, I know. Ugh, yeah. it's awful. It's, awful. you know, and it can start to stack up on you. Oh, no it sure does. And then all of a sudden yeah. you just start throwing things into boxes because well, the, the movers are standing outside yeah, waiting on you. Right, yeah. And bring that shred truck over here. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need it today. We're going to need it today. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need it today. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Let's go to our last series of breaks, and I want to tell you about a good friend of ours. Keep it running, heating and air. And by the way, Michelle Howes has been agreed to come up and be with me tonight here, and I thank you for that. I truly oh, you do. you are very welcome. Uh, let me introduce you to Joe at Keep It Running, Heating and Air. Now, Joe's got over 12 years' experience in this field. I have a feeling the last week Joe's been probably pretty busy. Woo! <laughs> Joe and his company, Keep It Running, are located right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and he's fully licensed and insured, available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, help you with your family. You and your family with all your heating and cooling needs. If you're looking for a company you can trust, call Joe today. 615-962-2397. That's 615-962-2397. Now, you can visit their website at www.keepitrunningheatingandcooling.com. Don't you think you'll need any heating right now? And you can catch them on Facebook as well. But, man, I had one of my friends who's air conditioner. He said, I've had about my, my fill this week of air conditioners and attics. Can you imagine? Ew, no. Oh, no. I'm telling you, our parents' house that we sold a year ago this month, the air conditioning system was located in the attic. That and people who are pavers of roads. Oh, Lord. And roofers. And roofers. Ugh. I'm telling you. Ugh. Something else. That, that's, the, that's the week you call in sick. <laughs> that reminds me, you know, I saw a guy one day. My, my brother saw this down at, I don't know if you ever remember, it was TG's Restaurant in, in Laverne. Mm-hmm. And there was an old boy standing there. It was a hot one of those hundred degree days, and he had on a, on a shirt, said like you know so and so roofing, and said whipping your backside would be the easiest thing I've done all day. <laughs> I thought I do not want to mess with this guy. We're going no. to our last series of breaks. Tiffany's going to take us there. Emily Raymer show with Ed Raymer. Michelle House is here. Tiffany's on the board back with you right after this. Stay with us. Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murfreesboro Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Mullins Jewelers, 
352 West Northfield Boulevard, right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. Hello, everyone. It's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run, or if you need someone full-fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's piofmt.com. Hey, this is Ed, everybody. want to tell you about a sponsor of ours. We've got Complete Yard Care. Their slogan is, we do it all. Low-maintenance landscape design, retaining walls, tree removal, stump grinding, lawns cut mulching, landscaping. Now, you can reach them at 615-785-0384. Or you can look them up on the web at completeyardcaretn.com. They have a five-star ranking on Google. That's Complete Yard Care. We do it all. Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murphy Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Mullins Jewelers, 352 West Murphy Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Hello, everybody. Ed's back with you. And we're having just a bit of a rummaging going on here. Michelle's going through her purse to get Tiffany a business card. This should be interesting. I found it. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. All, all mine stays on the dash of my truck. Ah, uh, here you go. <laughs> well, hang on a second. I'm going to give her my cell phone number because she needs that. Okay. Yeah. And um, listen, uh, Tiffany's going to run. Here you go, hon. There you are. That's, you know. And um, I want you to listen to this because this, this past week, Trump went out and got him a bail bondsman. Run it, Tiffany. I want you to listen to this. Because I don't need anybody's money. It's nice. I don't need anybody's money. I'm using my own money. I'm not using the lobbyists. I'm not using donors. I don't care. I'm really rich. I'll show you that in a second. And by the way, I'm not even saying that in a bragging. That's the kind of mindset, that's the kind of thinking you need for okay. this country. Thank you. He's really rich. When was that? When did he say that? That's when he was getting ready to run for president. Okay, gotcha. Okay. All right. But Things that really, he didn't see happening, like 90 counts of felonies. That was 2015, that <laughs> 2016, something like that. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. How unusual is it for a millionaire to use a bail bondsman? I mean, me and you can bond out ourselves. But it's through ownership of our home, can't we? I mean, if, it, if it's not through maybe a murder case, anything like that, but, you know. 
But well, I mean, that's, that's, he's a I former guess president. Everybody, everybody knows who he is. Well, I guess that's my point. I mean, back in 2016 and 17, when he was running, he probably had a heck of a lot more money than he does now. I mean, because look at all the lawyers he's had to employ. Look at all of the times that he's had to um, bail out at this point in time. Well, and you know, I was going to say something about that, Michelle. I'm going to say it now. I noticed uh, one of the news reports said he, had, he was now hiring lawyers. And now, no no offense to these attorneys. I don't mean that. And there's mighty good firms that have only two partners or maybe three. That's what he's hiring. He's down to. Normally, he would hire the huge firms, 150, 200 lawyers under their belt. Honey, you've been in firms with more, what, four, five, six partners, ain't you? I mean, yes. for God's sake, I've worked for you. Yes. I mean... What do you, you know, this this thing's not playing out good for him, it doesn't look like to me. Well, I mean, litigation is expensive, folks. Well, I mean, when you it get is. on a federal level, it's bound. I mean, it is totally. Oh, it's even worse. Yes. I mean, because yeah. it, the, in state court, there are deadlines, okay? Sure. Um, but those deadlines, if the judge so see, sees fit, can always move those deadlines a little bit in order to accommodate folks. Sure. Federal courts, when there are deadlines, there are deadlines. They're not moving anything for anyone. The federal courts run on a very strict system, and you've got to be ready to go. And I I mean, the amount of time and money that Mr. Trump or President Trump, former President Trump, must be putting into this has got to be extraordinary because you have to think about that. So let's just let's let's consider this. Let's just say that the so the federal government has to supply all of his defense lawyers any evidence that they intend to use against him. Exactly. Now right. you saw those hundreds of boxes. Right. Now those lawyers have got to go through those hundreds upon hundreds of boxes. That's supposed to be in excess of a million pages. Well, I mean, and that's I mean. I just I, I shudder to think about what his legal bills are. I mean, it. A lot of people would probably absolutely be astounded at how much money they'd he is probably be in working on a plea deal and say, "Hey, let's get this over." Oh, absolutely. Got any sense? Well, I, I mean, yeah. I think that's what, and, and I hate to say that it, it kind of hurts my heart to say it, but there's that's the reason why a lot of people do end up pleading is because, let's face it, folks, even in the civil realms, the way that I should practice law and the way I want to practice law is right. economically not feasible for most people. Sure, it's not. It's it's really not. It's not. I mean, and Donald Trump having had so much money in the past, I mean. That can be dwindled up very quickly when you get involved in litigation. I mean, I mean very two or three million quickly. dollars can go just just snap like your that. fingers, right? That's correct. That's correct. So we're in 2016 or 17. He may have been very right. He doesn't need anybody's money now. Mm, a little different color, horses, a little different yeah, color in it. It's a little different. It's a little different ball game now because I mean that. I just I can't imagine the amount of money that has probably gone into all of this. And in fact, I I probably don't want to know. Oh Lord, no. It would be enough uh, for for all of us, me and you and, and our spouses, to retire very, very, very comfortably. And probably our children, too. Get the kid, yeah, get the kids through <laughs> Ivy League schools. And yes. you know what I'm saying. So you fail this year, don't worry, we'll get you, you know, we'll redo it. We'll get you, in, you know, you can go to another school, you know. That's right. We could, that could go on for years. This this is in tens of millions of dollars. That's right. And now there's four four different cases right now. And we forget about Letitia James in New York. She's That's coming correct. up with this thing. Um, these people are not fooling. 
No. I mean, especially when you start getting into federal courts. They're, oh. they're, they're, like I said, it is no. very intentionally intense for a reason. They want to move cases. They want to move them quickly. Right. And don't get me wrong. I mean, our state courts do the same thing, but they're, sure. those deadlines are not hard and fast like they are in the federal courts. Sure. They're hard and fast. Right. There's no fooling around. There's no there, there's no changing the rules. Mm-mm. You know, they don't care who you are. The the they don't care yeah. who you are. Right. Um, toughest case you ever had? Emotionally or? Well, or, okay. Just take a stab at it. I know the Arnold deal was not easy for anybody. No, I mean nobody wants to. You know, that's and what, he was going through personal problems at that time too. And you, absolutely, you, know, you don't want to see that. Absolutely, and he had a wife and children that had to ultimately go through a lot oh. of that um, scorn right along with him when they never asked for that any right. of that. Yeah, you know that. Ed, I would say this: one of the things that I think has been harder for me as a lawyer is was actually back when I was judicial assistant to Judge Ash and to right. Judge Rogers. One of the things that I learned very quickly was that I don't care how heinous the crime that someone may commit. They have people that love them. That's exactly right. And there are victims on both sides of that gallery. Um, Because that person who allegedly committed a crime or was ultimately convicted... His family didn't ask for that any more than the victim's family did. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. And so you got to have some compassion um, when you're dealing with some of this. I think probably one of the more difficult cases um, from an emotional standpoint really was, um, it was a case that I had early on in my career. Um you know, people that are charged with sex offenses, right? that's okay. tough. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when you have to hear these stories, I don't know how some of these prosecutors do it that have to watch all of this evidence. One of my dearest friends, uh, Mary Catherine Evans, she's an assistant district attorney over in Williamson County. And I often tell her, I don't know how she does that. Right. Because she has to watch hours upon hours of videos and see pictures of the most vilest most things, vile things done right. to children. I just don't. And you wonder, where did the train go off the tracks? Exactly. At what point does someone say to themselves, you know, perhaps maybe this is just not the right thing to do? You know, and and that's a a good friend of ours that is no longer with us, Charlie Goodlow. Yes. He had to go witness. He was a detective here in town, and he had to witness an autopsy. Right. And it was very very gruesome. And we were over to his place, and uh, back in the, we were drinking a beer. Okay, we'd go over to his to his barn over there, and we'd drink a beer too. And I said, you know, when you have to look at that, don't you want to you know where where did things go so wrong at? Is it really? Yeah. I mean, is this really that bad? And you know, another thing, and and you've seen this, and. I think, I, I'll tell you what, I think the good Lord, I've seen it too. Because a lot of us get saying, oh, the system is rigged. And, you know, we listen to all the, you know, it's it's only the strong survive and all that. Okay. We had a case. Uh, well, I, I didn't work any of it at all. It was it was through Mitchell and Mitchell. Happened to be at that time. And you may remember, this was a case where they got the man and woman that had happened years earlier. And they went back. 
I don't know if you remember or not. There's so many. And they were found guilty of killing these these two people so they could have a life together. Okay, right. Whatever. Um, so Judge Ash was on the bench at that time. Here's gentleman in Rutherford County. And we came in. They were coming in with a verdict. And no one felt good about this, even at the, at the firm. Okay? And... They said, you need to come over. Somebody, did, I, think it was, I think it was Darwin, maybe, I forget who it was, said, go over. They're getting ready to announce the verdict. And we go in, of course, press is there, and it's fairly crowded, you know. And they found them both guilty, the man and the woman. And Judge Ash had warned the crowd, now, there will be no outburst. You know, uh, we're going to keep this civil. And when they announced, of course, there were tears on both sides of the aisle Absolutely. you could hear you hear some sobbing and, and things uh, i've noticed our rutherford county deputies they moved in with their handcuffs and their and their shackles and 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 michelle when you finally see this and this is the first time i've ever seen it except for mm-hmm. tv and movies and we all know how that is they're going to take them they're not going by mama's house to say a fond farewell no they don't even let them hug. Most of the no, time, they don't even no, let them no, hug no. That their was families. It. That's it. There's no fond farewell. There's no, we're going to have a going away party. There's not no. going to be that. They are going that very minute to a paddy wagon and to prison. Yes. And when you see that, and I had never seen that before, I said, you know what? <laughs> this thing does work, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really does. It does. I've never seen it. Yeah, it does. And, uh, and I'll tell you, it's two of the most emotional, I think, cases that I ever sat through or was involved with was the Laura Salmon murder okay. here in Rutherford County. That was pretty awful for me. And I think that is the first time that I actually cried in a court of law. I can understand. Um, because when you saw the videos of of what had happened to that young lady... All I kept thinking in my head was, this is somebody's baby. That's right. They were sitting there taking, you know, videos of her rings and her watches. And and I just kept thinking, somebody loved her enough to buy those things for her. I know. And here she is laying in a field with covered in flies. I mean, I literally started sobbing and had to leave the courtroom. Right. I mean, you, it, it's beyond comprehension sometimes about what others can do to their fellow kind. And exactly. I don't know, I, my head can't get wrapped around it. It's never going to get wrapped around it. Um, but like what you were saying, one of the other times that I really had strong emotions was the Captain D's murders. Right. When yeah. they came back mm-hmm. with that verdict. You're talking about the ones in Smyrna. That's correct. Right. When yeah. they came back with that verdict, you know, I didn't know these two individuals who had committed these crimes. Right. That, better than anyone. I, I I didn't know anybody right. involved. But I'm going to tell you something. My knees started knocking. I mean, I was nervous. Right. And, it, you know, there's just something about that moment. If you've never had to sit through it in real life, forget television. Forget I mean, all that. They, yeah. that's, that's not real life, folks. I mean... Real life is where true people are ultimately um, lives losing, have been drastically changed, altered for for the rest of their lives. Right, and it's um, it's heart wrenching sometimes. That it is. 
Michelle, thank you. Tell folks how they can get a hold of you real quick. We're going to get out of here. Mr. Murfreesboro is getting ready to come in here and his sure. guests are here. Please yeah, do. Yeah, he keeps peeking through the door over there. I keep waving at him. Um, we don't want to keep Mr. Murfreesboro away. Oh, we sure. can't do that. How um, do they get a hold of you? Um, you can call my office at 615-801-8602 if you want to schedule an appointment for family law issues. Like I said, that's pretty much all that we do these days is divorces, child custody, child support, uh, modifications, termination of parental rights, and things along those lines. And then, like I said, this Wednesday, I will be appearing before the Trial Vacancy Commission in hopes that I may be Rutherford County's next circuit judge. I may have to actually call her your honor one of these days. I can't (laughs) believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Tiffany's been a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Tiffany, we look forward to you. It's been great, and yes. and you. I'll tell you what. If you take this lady's advice, I will guarantee you, she will not lead you. She astray. and I are doing lunch. Oh, already made up the, our minds. You, I see. She's never taking me to lunch. <laughs> nope. I've risked my life for and everything. Else. Oh, whatever. <laughs> oh, Thanks again. Thank goodness, lightning's us. not in the area. For Ed Reimer for the Heavenly Reimer Show, and I'll tell you what. Till next Sunday at eight o'clock, I'll catch you down the road. Good night.